one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sami Zayn, the insubordinate member of the bloodline. What does this mean for the Royal Rumble? We're here to discuss. Welcome to the SmackDown Review here on the WrestleTalk Podcast channel. I am your host, Tempest, alongside the lovely Sat-E Niagi here on Sat-E Day. What time is it? It's still a bit, yeah. It's Sat-E time on Sat-E Day! House of the Black Mask or Mask, depending what country you're from. Hey, that's us. We're going to win it all today at the Royal Rumble. I will take my jam that championship back from the one and only Luke Owen. That lonely shoulder is not going to be lonely anymore. He's going to get his belt back. He's going to be champion again. He'll be your forever champion. He is Tempest. And this is the man who's going to win the Royal Jamble and go on to Wrestle Jamia to face me and make Wrestle Jamia an all-black mask event. We, <laughs> for the time being, however, need to talk about this episode of SmackDown, and we are first, of course, going to be talking about the bloodline because it's the thing that we love to talk about on SmackDown. It's, it's the only hat. thing. It's oh, got the hat. Yeah. It's, it's all coordinated. Look at us. Owen Hart not on the show, but I wish he was. He's in our hearts. He's always, always in our hearts. Of hearts. In his heart, in my heart. Let's do it. Bloodline, Let's do it. Hearts. So, yeah. the bloodline on this show, mm -hmm. the main thing is that Sami Zayn disobeyed a direct order from Roman Reigns to show his allegiance to Jay Uso. Ooh. On this show, we open with the SUV arriving with the Usos and, well, I guess just the Usos, but the Usos and Solo Sokoa, Who the third the Uso. Uso. Yeah, so yeah. technically they are Usos. They are the Usos. Yeah. But the Usos and Solo Sokoa arrive at the building and Sami Zayn kind of goes, Psst. he comes in and he's got, he's got his hood up. He can't, he can't be spotted. He walks in. And Jay's like, bro, you can't be here tonight. And Sammy's like, I know, I know, I know. I just had to tell you, I really appreciate what you did for me on Monday. If you ever need anything, I got you, man. And they dap each other up. And he walks out. Very interesting. Very interesting. Already, perhaps, in the minds of some, disobeying Roman Reigns by even appearing on SmackDown. But, okay, 
gets it out of his system. He leaves. We go about our day. Later in the show, Kevin Owens is doing an interview backstage with Caleb Braxton about his match on the main event, in the main event, against Solo Sokoa. And the Usos come up, and they are not having it. All the producers just swarm this, supposedly, I suppose, to protect the main event of SmackDown, to protect the big title match at, at the Royal Rumble, and the Usos immediately just get ejected from the building. Adam Pierce is having none of it, tells Kevin Owens, go get ready for your match, and tells the Usos to get out of the building. He doesn't want to see them. No. So immediately after the commercial that follows this, the Usos are about to make their departure. Jimmy's saying, man, AP is tripping. We didn't even start that fight. It was all KO. He goes to get into the car. And Jey Uso hops on the phone. He's like, my dog, I need, I need a favor. Now, that's basically it, except Michael Cole really made a point. He was like, he must have been talking to Sammy. Before, before we continue, let, let's talk about that phone call. There's holes in it that made me laugh. Mm -hmm. The phone didn't ring for very long. And I, I don't know, how often do you see people on the phone with a black screen? I'm just saying. Maybe <laughs> no, if you put an iPhone to your face while you're on the phone, it goes black. See, I don't, I don't, I don't know because I'm usually on the phone. I don't really. I just, I just, you know what? I'll try it one day. I'll get back to you guys. I'm, a, I'm an experiment. I'm going to have a phone call one day and I'll let you know if it's true. But yeah, that part it was kind of got me. I was like, this, this I'll protect the continuity of this show. <laughs> if you put an iPhone to your face, it goes black to did, save power. You did, you did what Michael Cody did uh, to Wade Barrett. It goes, what has logic got to do with this oh, situation? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. This was a hell of a night for WWE on commentary. But the point being, Jay calls Sammy. Yes, says he needs a favor. Mm. We then get to the main event of this show, one of the only matches that was worth watching really on this show. Others yeah. were just kind of short, mostly mostly inconsequential, even though the ones that had stakes, whatever. Sami Zayn pops up at the end of this match. Mm -hmm. Solo Sokoa, Kevin Owens, they have a very good main event match, I thought. Yeah. Not a whole lot to it, but a solid enough match. And... In the review of this match, I really like that you can see that Solo Sokoa is very much his own man in the bloodline. He does a lot to set himself apart from everybody else. His style is very much his own. He has a lot of power moves. He's much more, like, aggressive than the Usos a lot of the time. Like, he pushed Kevin Owens into the barricade and was doing stuff like that. It was a very good presentation for Solo Sokoa, who we haven't seen wrestle a ton since coming up onto the main roster. No, just a handful of times. Just a handful of times. So I like that a lot. And what I also like about his presentation is they are really doing a good job of protecting this man. Because Kevin Owens hits the frog splash, hits a swanton, and as he goes for the pin, who is there to break it up but Sami Zayn, who pulls Solo Sokoa out of the ring, and then the match is basically over. The match never technically ends. We it's never hear a bell. It's, uh, it's, it's still, still, still going on. It's still going on, guys. Still going on right now, but we never hear a bell. Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa. They brawl a little bit. Solo Sokoa accidentally super kicks Sami Zayn, laying him out, more or less, while Solo and KO are doing their thing. Solo Sokoa gets pop-up powerbombed onto the announce table. He, he was going to try and do the, the, the splash, but he didn't get to do it. Kevin Owens takes him out. A chair gets involved. Kevin hits Solo with the chair and throws it at Sami's feet. They have, a, have an eye contact. They have an exchange. And then Kevin Owens, he walks to the back and he says, Roman, I'm giving you everything I got on Saturday. And that's the end of the show. But what this means is that Sami Zayn 
directly disobeyed an order from Roman Reigns just to save face and give a, a favor to Jey Uso. The latest little wrinkle in all of this, because his ass was being pressed to the fire on Raw. It was. He was, he was near death, according to Paul Heyman. He wanted him dead. He was going to send Solo Sokoa after to hit him with the Samoan spike, but Jey Uso saved him. And Roman Reigns told him, I don't want to see your face on SmackDown. I don't want to see you until the Royal Rumble. So he's on thin ice, and now is the time that he decides to disobey Roman Reigns. I find that so interesting, so exciting, especially going into this match with Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble that already had so much intrigue. Well, the, the question is that Sammy had a whole week and he couldn't get in touch with Jay Uso at all. No video call. Listen, no the show doesn't happen when the cameras are off. They're not people. They're not people. They're not people when the cameras are off. Who are they? They're they're characters. They're char Why don't these characters not talk to each other? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so in Sammy's mind, like like you said, Sammy did some people say semantics, but he did disobey an order. Mm -hmm. Right? But in Sammy's mind, he disobeyed it for good intentions. So is this good intentions that's gonna get him kicked out? Because it's like I need to speak to Jay saying thank you. It's also you can also argue to Roman. I'm trying to show love to, to the family. You 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 made me an honorary member. I consider them as my brothers too. So I want to show him love. So I, and also I got asked to stay behind for Solo, and I consider Solo a brother too. So in his mind, he was trying to protect the family because that's what Roman said. Because initially he got accused of being selfish. And then now that he's doing the very thing that he got accused of not doing, like as in not being there for them, he's trying to be there for them, but it's also backfiring because an order is an order. If, if Roman Reigns says don't get involved, don't get involved. It's kind of same like when he said um, Usos don't get involved in his match or whatever. And then by the same time, he wasn't part of the plan. So yeah, it's very convoluted right now. So much going in, into Sammy's head. Kevin Owens, who I do feel like in his mind, he feels kind of responsible for the predicament that Sammy's in because him betraying him so many times is what led him to trust snakes. It's when your best friend turns on you so many, power bombs you on an apron so many times, he's going to find any modicum of niceness much better than what you usually do to him. So I think Kevin's trying to show him, hey, I'm not in the mood to turn on you. <laughs> let's be <laughs> friends week. again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've changed my ways. Let's be friends again. Even though he low blowed him, you think Kevin Owens would be livid like his friend betrayed, but kind of like, ah, I betrayed you more times yeah. than that. It takes more than that. Yeah. To be like, that's not the bur the bridge burned for no, Kevin Owens. He's no, like, all right, yet. I get it. Yeah. I guess you owed me that one. Now we're even. Now you got to snap out of it. But even though we're going to talk about how this show wasn't, it didn't get you amped up for the Rumble, but for this particular match, we are looking forward to the backstage interaction at the Rumble based mm -hmm. on what happened tonight. Yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's, it's a tricky thing to try and set up the Royal Rumble because we'll get into it. We had like the obligatory I'm going to win the Royal Rumble segment and everything like they did some things, but there aren't enough matches on the Royal Rumble pay-per-view to be able to dedicate time to like building up each one in the segments on this show. Yeah. Unless you're having just your little teaser bits of people in their pre-recorded segments saying, oh, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. When a lot of the intrigue around the Royal Rumble this year is who are the surprises going to be, which you can't really set up the same way. For the women, so, also for, the, for, the, for the main event scene, I thought they did an okay job. Yeah, for the main event scene, that, I guess because that's the most important thing. That The Rumble and the main event, it seems to be the only thing that, that's been sold for this Rumble is Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns and Royal Rumble match itself, yeah. in addition to Cody's return and so forth. And now Brock Lesnar's now part of it and Lashley and so forth. To be fair, those are the selling points for most Royal Rumbles. Yes, but for the women, it's it's well, kind of like, yes. that's it's been deplorable. Because usually I don't like to say negative things, but they could have done qualifying matches for the women. Heck, you don't want to devote time telling the story. Just say every week is a qualifying match. At least it gives stakes. As we like stakes, actual stakes and stakes. Stakes that does something to make you care about wrestling, right? Give me that negativity, sad. <laughs> oh, it it's out. not. It's not negativity. It's constructive criticism. It's because now the Royal Rumble happening for the women, and it's like we don't know much that's happened. Heck, what is Charlotte doing for Saturday? Could she just making a random appearance, or is she going to be in the Rumble again, like she like she was last year's champion? So that's that's that's. The <laughs> 
I don't remember last year's Royal Rumble at all. She was champion and she was in it. That's right. She was. Yeah. What a wild time. That's what I'm saying. It, it, that, I'm, I'm more mad about how underdeveloped, undercooked the women's division side of the Royal Rumble is. Fair enough, they might call out 20 plus legends to return. Fair enough, they might do the Forbidden Door thing and ask some maybe some impact people or maybe that's why they quit MLW to get some people involved. I don't know. Maybe go to AAA and ask for women in Mexico to come down. I don't know. But for in terms of the women, it's been so underdeveloped. I'm so saddened by it. That's the only thing I'm talking about. Constructive criticism. I'm not poo-pooing and, and, and telling people someone should get fired or whatever. Just do more for women. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we, we got way far away from the Sami Zayn bit of this conversation. But it's all well and good. It all ties into the Royal Rumble and how this, how this show did as a go-home show, which... Not the best job, but everyone's going to watch the Royal Rumble anyway. It's not like the pay-per-view or the premium love event was riding or dying on the success of this show. But for a show, if we're reviewing this SmackDown, which we are. Yes, we are. It was, it was fine. It, it was, was okay. It was okay. So we'll, we'll now go through all the different things that happened on this show. Because the Bloodline stuff is great. It's always great. It continues to be great. I can't freaking wait for this Roman Reigns Kevin Owens match at the Royal Rumble, I yes. can't remember the last time I was this excited for like a, a title match at the Royal Rumble. It was True. probably like 2017 when they did Styles and Cena or something like that. That was, was, was great. Anyway, not last year, not Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns because the outcome was not this so excited. No, not this excited. Like this is peak excitement. For what me. about the last time Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns had a match? The last the, man standing Rumble? one. Yeah. Nah. Because you knew the outcome. You knew who's going to win. You know, and you probably still do know who's going to win. But this time is more interesting. There's, there's, more, there's, lot, there's so many more layers to it this mm -hmm. time. Like, yeah. It's a very exciting time. There's Royal Rumbles going on. It's Royal Rumble Saturday. It's, it's Rumble, Rumble for Rumble. time of the year. And it's also Royal Jamble. The Royal Jamble. It's Rumble Sat E Day. Let's <laughs> make it happen. Let's make so, it happen. Yes. This show. Mm -hmm. After we get the opening shot of the Usos arriving at the building and having the interaction with Sami Zayn, we got our first match between me and Sullivan. Thank you, Adam. It was Karrion Cross versus Rey Mysterio, of course. The, I guess, culmination, maybe, of their little mini feud that they've had going on here on SmackDown. Oh, no. And I'm gonna, I mean, you'll see in my edited review and everything. I think I've just, I've given up on Karrion Cross. Don't like, give up on him. Not, not in a, like, not in a real aggressive, angry way, but just like... I'm not going to be someone who looks at Karrion Cross losing on TV and be like, oh, you're ruining him. I'm just like, I don't care that much. I'm kind of apathetic towards him. So if he's someone that Rey Mysterio can face and get a clean win, that, that's fine with me. I'm, I'm not upset by that. Rey Mysterio, I want to see win more than Karrion Cross. Do you know what this reminded me of? What's that? So there was a wrestler back in 2004 called Mordecai. Mm -hmm. They were building him up. They made him like unstoppable. He was beating up like Scotty Too Hot and Hulk Holly. Then one day he faced Rey Mysterio and Rey Mysterio just beat him clean. Mm -hmm. First loss he ever had. And then he was gone. I'm not saying I want Karen Cross gone. <laughs> That's not where I'm going at. I'm one of those people that haven't given... I'm one of those people that see him probably... The way he got pushed in the beginning... In the beginning, people were excited because it was something different. Because we got so bored. We're like, listen, anyone could have turned out. I'll be Ahmed Johnson after having 30 years. <laughs> Googly moogly. <laughs> he turns up. Oh, you know, so I, I was excited because Karen Cross needed a second chance. And so far, it's they've, they're trying to find the right medium for him. He's not as spooky as he was before. So they're going for more of the psychological edge. And then it, I think they do know if they 
push him too quick, there's going to be a backlash against him. So maybe they, they're trying to go for the slow burn kind of uprising. And technically, a heel's meant to lose against a babyface when it comes down to the punch. I know the last 20 years, it's kind of changed that heel's not getting, you know, fought in the babyface's, mm-hmm. you know, um, comeback. But yay, Rey Mysterio won. But I do want Karen Cross to get another match out of I know you don't, I know you want it to be one and done. But for me, it's like, what was the point of that? And then now going into the Royal Rumble, he doesn't have any momentum at all. Because the true story is Dominic and Rey Mysterio. So you can't pretend like oh this feud's gonna continue even more because you said it's one and done i'm like oh no what was the whole point of that the whole point was to build karen cross up because he used to dress up as a as a leather gimp mm-hmm. people still remember that they need to wash off the stink of that he's coming he's got an uphill battle because he doesn't have that indie support like a lot of people have he doesn't have that inbuilt buzz but he's not as bad as people say in the ring his style of wrestling is quite unique because there's a lot of there's a lot of great wrestlers you need someone like Karen Cross you can bump against and he does big power moves a guy that you could think oh Solo Sokoa versus Karrion Cross. that would be great you need guys like Karrion Cross in the roster it's just they need to nail the tone of the character which he's still a work in progress I haven't given up on him but it was a weird booking because it seemed like it was set up for so um for Karrion Cross to win yeah, I'm still like going to be accepting if all of a sudden Karrion Cross's presentation and everything ends up being really good. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I'm not going to write him off by any means. But right now, I'm just not going to be the one fighting for Karrion Cross to get the big wins on SmackDown. I think he's a, he's a nice guy in real life. I've heard him in interviews. He seems very respectful and he's very much similar to Bray Wyatt, as in he thinks a lot about his character and his mm-hmm. presentation. He cares about the business. And he's also the kind of guy that if the camp- company told him, you're going to be a, a Siamese twin and then he who dress up in a costume and go along with it because he's the kind of guy who wants to be professional. So guys like that whose mindset, like John Cena, where, yes, sir, I'll go wherever, I, I appreciate that they put ego at the door. So I want people like that to succeed. He seems like a lovely guy. And it's a shame that so far his his uh, run has been seen, has been ambivalent or mid, as some people put on Twitter. I think he needs to shave his head. I think it might help. <laughs> people are just hating the fact that he can grow. He's got decent hair. And they're like... He's decent hair, but he just kind of looks like a guy. Like, at least yeah. when he had the, the, the shaved he head. He looked like a he, killer. He doesn't yeah. look like a killer. Yeah. He doesn't look like a killer. He looks killer like an... Cross. Yeah. He looks like, hi, I'm Kevin Cross. Come on, come on, come through. <laughs> he works in HR and he works wearing leather jackets sometimes to show that he's edgy. I get yeah. what you mean. So, damage control is in the Royal Rumble. Bailey. You're gonna win that championship for me. I picked you to win the Royal Rumble, so you you, you help, did. Help did yeah. you did you pick her or did it was picked for you? Did you, you did No, you... my choice to win the Royal Rumble match is Bailey. Over Rio. I I wanted to have a different answer than Luke. Wait, Luke chose Rio. Re- yeah. No wonder. It's like, yeah, probably. But I want to pick somebody that I like, that I would be happy to see win, that I would be Maybe a little surprised to see win. Yes, I, I, I like I like Bailey a lot. I, I think do. Bailey would be a a worthy addition to the list of women's Royal Rumble winners. Not that Rhea Ripley wouldn't by any means. Either way, I'm going to be happy with those two choices if there somebody wins. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. But Bailey, you know, win that championship for me. I got faith. And then. We got said obligatory, everybody says I'm going to win the Royal Rumble segment, where we had Austin Theory come out, and he says that he's going to win the Royal Rumble. I thought he cut a pretty good little promo. 
I, I like I don't see that much Austin Theory stuff because I don't watch Raw. But like he had a good delivery, good presence about him. I think he's really kind of come a long way under Triple H. The the deconstruction of Austin Theory to build him back up, I think, has he's been. less of a geek, right? Yeah, he feels more like a not. I don't know if credible is the right word, but like I can look at him and be like, yeah, okay, you're you're a wrestler, not just Vince McMahon's pet, you know. I just I liked what I saw. Also, he here. said the champ is here. Ooh. Maybe foreshadowing. He's been in that for a while, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. On Raw, he goes, the He's, champ is here. He'll, he'll get eliminated by John Cena or something like that, maybe. Mm. We'll see. And then they, uh, he is interrupted by the New Day. And they came out. And uh, they were funny. I like them a lot. I mean, they're the New Day. Shocker. They're funny. They came out and they said, uh, if they win the Royal Rumble, everybody wins the Royal Rumble. If one of them wins the Royal Rumble, they both win the Royal Rumble. Mm. And... Uh, yeah, they they laughed at Theory for, they for so funny. <laughs> they, they laughed at him for thinking that he was going to win the Royal Rumble, and then we had the Miz come out. Poor, poor, poor Miz. He came out, and uh, this was not Miz's best day. He came down, and he said that he had been in Royal Rumble matches since before Theory was going through puberty, which is true, I think. I forget how old exactly Theory is. He's born in 98, so he's like 24, oh my, 25. Oh my God, he's younger than I am. I don't like that. But yeah, okay. <laughs> he doesn't look it, right? Yeah. But he's born in 98. That, that, that makes sense, though, timeline-wise, because I think Miz's first Royal Rumble was in like 06 or 07 or something like that. Yes. So Theory would have been like 8, 9, 10, something like that. Mm -hmm. So a factual statement, but Theory did just say like, so you're just saying that you're old. And Miz, his response to that was, yeah, I'm older, I'm wiser, and I'm, I'm better than you'll ever be, Theory. And I, I need something on my shoulder. <laughs> and then they fought. Like, he just totally stumbled, lost his train of thought, forgot what he was trying to say, then, like, laughed and just, like, spat out, like, I need something. I look better with something on my shoulder. He was... Yeah, he want to win the Royal Rumble. Just say that. I get it. He wants, to win, he wants to win the Royal Rumble. He does. He, he, he does. He, he, it feels like the, the train's gone. I mean, we missed the boat on Mike the Miz being a Royal Rumble winner. He could have. Then, then again, never counting a Miz. Miz is one of those guys, like, when he finds that fire inside his soul. He Swear can... to God, if you speak Miz Royal Rumble winner into existence, I'm kicking, kicking you out of our faction. We just started. Don't, yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for him to win it. I'm just, I'm just saying that the the boat, like we've missed the boat on that ten we years ago. We missed the boat. We missed the boat on that yeah. ten years ago. There you go. We missed the boat. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> so they all, they all brawl. I don't think the Miz was ever really a Royal Rumble winner. Guy. Yeah. King, King of the Ring. I mean, who? Who cares about King of the Ring? I, I still do. I'm still waiting for the PLE. That's been rumored for a while. Yeah. I would like people to care about Rick King of the Ring, but it, it's tough when when they don't. Well, look at King Barrett. Anyway, this is completely off subject. They all brawl. Theory and Miz, they both take one of the or one of the New Day and they all fight. And then Bobby Lashley comes out and he wipes out the entire ring. Very dominant performance. He gets on the mic and says, well, since I got interrupted at Raw 30, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble and Brock Lesnar I'll fight. And then Brock Lesnar shows up. He F5s him and says, I'll see you tomorrow, Bobby. I don't, I don't He's understand. He's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Dude, he says, Bobby. I'll see Bobby. you, Bobby. But the, I don't understand. Okay, I love Lashley, right? But you think by now he'd learn. 
every time you mention the name Lesnar or Brock, he's gonna come out and beat you up. <laughs> why do you consider like why does he like always never watches his back? He always he's says confident. No, no, I love that he's confident. It's like every time he has a promo, you know, I beat Brock Lesnar. Oh, I'm gonna take out Brock Lesnar. I'm gonna get my title back. Yeah. Brock Lesnar, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> and he does a promo. I'm on the Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar. Oh, we know what's going to happen next. So it's kind of like, why don't you have eyes in the back of your head? I think that might feed into the whole MVP. And, you know, mm. you know, the reason why you're getting taken out is because you don't have people to watch your back. But I don't know. Are we going to see some form of a Hurt Business reunion at the Royal Rumble? I don't know at the Rumble, but maybe teases. But mm. like I've been saying, Hurt Business is going to be back in business. I can't wait with almost now being in the group too. I don't know about, I don't know about that. Yeah, uh, almost is going to be in the group. Yeah, I don't I don't doubt it, but I don't know how I feel about it. How do you th- how do you feel? Here's a here's okay. a here's a here's a thing that just crossed my mind. Ooh. What if mm-hmm. there was some sort of interaction with Lesnar and Lashley and Shelton Benjamin? Because he's he's Brock Lesnar's daughter's godfather. They were a tag team. Mm-hmm. They had their interaction in the 2020 Royal Rumble. Yeah, Brock Lesnar turned on him immediately. But yes. like they very clearly were like, oh, friend, friend, friend. And my, my trainer, my teacher, my friend. WWE is the place where they kind of expect you to forget that he turned on him. But it's just like you remember that they are friends. Mm-hmm. But of course, there's the hurt business connection. Is there going to be some sort of thing there? Oh yes. Is that where where he comes out and you get Lesnar and Shelton and they're like, "Oh, friend, hug," and then Lashley comes out and it looks like two on one, but then Shelton goes to the other side, something like that. Maybe I don't know. That that would be great. I I would love that. I'm I'm now now you set the bar high and I have to uh, (laughs) lower my expectations because it might not happen like that. It might be a case of like Lesnar eliminates Lashley and then Lashley eliminates Lesnar and they're gonna Mm. fight all the way to the back and then they're gonna fight at elimination chamber or wherever. Could well be. Honestly, I still think that's the WrestleMania match. I you think know. you think that's the WrestleMania match. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind it being a WrestleMania match, but it's it's a weird feud because Lesnar's acting like a heel, but he's so beloved because it's Brock Lesnar because he gets away with everything and people love that. And there's also Bobby Lashley who's here all the time who should get the Brock Lesnar push. I've always felt like if you booked Lashley like Lesnar, that that's like a no brainer. But Lashley always gets yeah. that. They'll always make it make you known he is Monster B. And Brock Lesnar's Monster A, mm-hmm. which I hate when they do that. But yeah, I I wouldn't mind it being a WrestleMania match as long as Lashley gets his win back. Because mm. he's the one that's going to be here next month and the month after that. Yeah. And he's had a re- re- renaissance as a wrestler to the point where he's actually getting cheered. Because Bobby Lashley's been one of those wrestlers that never was never completely over with the WWE mm-hmm. crowd, was over in impact. But when it comes to WWE, his, how, they treat, how, they, how they booked him was always baffling until, you know, he got with uh, Leo Rush and MVP and so forth, ignoring the Lana situation. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you're right. I, I am still waiting for Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar to have the singles match that, like, I've always wanted to see them have. It's not going to happen. I, 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 no, I, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, third time's the charm. If that's the WrestleMania match, <laughs> in, I'd... In I'd a, it's a car crash. It's what I want to see. Oh, you want? You mean you want the Goldberg and Lesnar style? Kind yeah, of thing? you know, they, they kind of like they kind of gave it. The second is like they're getting closer. I feel like they're warming up. Even though Lesnar's t- um, Lash is taking weird German. Stop yeah. landing on your shoulder. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Yeah, like the the crown jewel match, I thought was very close, and then mm. it just ended. It was yes. like if they had a better finish, I think that would have been what it was. But mm. third time's the charm. I'll be looking forward to that. 
But yeah, Brock Lesnar announces that he's in the Royal Rumble and he's got to put his cowboy hat on and he went on his way. And we move on because there's still quite a bit left to get to on this show. Rhea Ripley talks about uh, how she's going to win the Royal Rumble. She might not be lying. And then, and then, okay. No, 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 no. I'm not having this this time. What? What do you mean? Not having it anymore. What do you mean? <laughs> because next we had the in-ring return of Lacey Evans. And I know I have not done a good job on these shows of hiding my my distaste for Lacey Evans. What do you mean? She does, uh, she said some very stupid things on she, social media. She does. And I'm not a fan of the things that she has said. But when it comes to the performance... I still try my best to separate those things from the performance. Mm -hmm. That's why I can still watch a Braun Strowman match and be like, that was a good match when he has one. Yeah, you know, objective. I, I do my best. But when the first thing that Lacey Evans does when she returns to television is to go up and taunt someone with Down syndrome, don't like... Don't like that. What, you mean the fan, the, the little fan in the crowd? Yeah. Yeah, during her entrance, uh, she went up to someone with Down syndrome and, like, went and, like, tried to give them a high five and then took it away, you know. I saw it as a, as a fan. I didn't see the, the fan clearly, if that's what she did. Whew. Yeah. Um, I know that there are people out there that are going to say, well, she's a heel and, and stuff. Not this one. Not, not, no, I'm I'm sorry, do better. Like, with what we know about Lacey Evans' thoughts and opinions and views and such, I feel like that was a real grimy thing to do your first time out there. And I don't want to bring down the vibe of this podcast, but I could not have possibly cared less about seeing this match. And I thought I was at zero before it. So you can minus after that. Hey, this went into negative stars for me because the match was it was a it was a squash. It was an enhancement match. Lacey Evans faced Jasmine Allure. Michael Cole described this match as slow and methodical, which is t- commentator speak for goddamn boring. Pick up the pace. And yeah, Lacey Evans hit the women's right and she locked in her Cobra clutch and then won and said she's going to win at the Royal Rumble. I never want to see this woman on my TV again, personally. I would be happy if she disappeared from from WWE. I don't see the upside. I've never seen it. I continue to not see it. And that's just my opinion. But not a fan of this, Lacey Evans. Really not. Next up was the Banger Bros with Kayla. No. Oh, the formerly known as the Banger Bros. They're just Seamus and Drew McIntyre now. I was told this yesterday in the office, maybe two days ago, okay. that Seamus and Drew McIntyre were no longer going to be known as the Banger Bros. And no. I was like, oh, why? And like, well, WWE didn't know about the Bang Bros. Lies. Was that not the joke? Lies. <laughs> like, I, see, I do like this because now we're two entries of the way towards me making a list of all the times WWE had to change the name of a group. Submission because, sorority. Because of a porn site. <laughs> no, you know, the next name should be, they should be now the Brazza Boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Also, the Bang Bros are also an indie tag team. Just don't Google them. 
<laughs> Shout out to Davey Bang. And I can never remember the other one. I think it's like August Matthews. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. Couple but of bangs. What, but Davey Bang, they're a good tag team in like the Midwest area. So check them out. Um, yeah, they're backstage. And I really like this bit. The bit where, dude, I think you're going to win the Royal Rumble. Ow! Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't think you're gonna win the Royal Jamble. I think you're gonna win the Royal Jamble. I think it'll get your belt back for the Royal Jamble. And they keep doing this, and they escalate until the person in the middle has to calm them down. And I, I don't know. I could be totally making this up, fantasy booking myself here. Yes. I think that when this team eventually does split, because mm -hmm. you know they're they're two big stars. I, I can't imagine this tag team is gonna last forever. <laughs> I think that this little chop exchange thing is just going to lead to them actually fighting one time. Like, there's going to be, it's not going to be the thing, but tensions will rise. They'll have, you know, they'll be, they'll be teasing dissension between them. And it'll be that sort of thing where all of a sudden it's not a game anymore. They're it's not, not playing. Mm -mm. I just think that's a really fun thing that you can kind of look out for every time they do it, which seems to be every week. I don't know. It's a, it's a small thing, but I like it on this show. There's, there's two ways I see them breaking up. They finally do the draft again. <laughs> One guy goes to a different show, most likely Drew, because he hasn't been in a, in a while. Or Drew turns heel, because Drew's been babyface for a while, and Sheamus is having his renaissance, and he's kind of beloved right now. So. That would be different. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Drew the babyface against Sheamus the heel a that's lot. I mean, if yeah, you reverse so, those, that's, yeah. that's fun. That's a new dynamic to the match. Because you said that they're going to break up, and I was like, it can't go back the original way how it was, because we've seen it already. We've seen heel Sheamus versus babyface Drew, so it has to be now heel Drew. Mm -hmm. well, I think Drew's waiting to kill it as a heel, but he's been needed as like a emergency babyface yeah. whenever Roman beats everyone and they yeah. need someone like uh drew i think you're right um but this of course they both said that they thought the other was going to win the royal rumble and they were reminded that they have to face hit row tonight in the semifinals of this tournament jk because next we had some nonsense schmoz we saw some some tomfoolery on this show shenanigans some shenanigans because drew and sheamus come out and they are preparing for their match with hit row and they're attacked from behind by the viking raiders who throw them into the dasher boards ivar gives them their like the the running corner splash thing into the dasher boards it appears that sheamus and drew mcintyre are going to be determined Unable to compete. No, they chose. No. Apparently they chose. Well, that, that's yeah. what I, right? <laughs> Madness. I thought this was going to be like an injury angle. Like, oh, they're not going to be able to compete. But no, they just kind of got up and went to the back and went, we don't care about this tournament anymore. We just want to fight these Vikings. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't seem right to me because just like two weeks ago, Sheamus was like, I want another shot at the Usos. I want to fight the Usos. I want to mm. fight the Usos. Mm. They were doing their chop things like, no, I want to fight the Usos. No, I want to fight the Vikings. I guess he doesn't care about the Usos anymore, which... No, because he finally saw the light or saw Ivar's big body smacking his head. So he, he had that realization that you know what, maybe I'll get the title some other time. These guys are just in my They're business. They're the problem now. They're the problem now. So it's like, if, if for, for example, in their mind, had they continued the match, they could have won, but they also could have lost. So in their mind, what's the point of going through every week being jumped on? Let's just take these guys out while we have the opportunity. It makes the tournament feel very low tier, in my opinion. If the biggest stars in the tournament at that point are just like, Nah, we don't want to be in it anymore. We don't care. It doesn't make the title shot at the end feel very important. And 
fair play to that, I guess. I don't know. It's not how I would have done it. They, but you also don't want them to lose. Yeah. It's just you booked yeah. yourself into a weird corner here. Yeah. I, I was going to bring up another example and book himself in the corner, but I don't want to be long-winded and take this conversation elsewhere. What I'm going to say is... Um, and the, the feud continues because we're confused at the booking of Viking Raiders losing the first round. But I guess they want to give Viking Raiders credibility. But it's quite hard to give another Hill tag team credibility when there's another Hill tag team that's reigning supreme. And there's another Hill tag team that's coming up, Imperium, that you want to... There's so many Hill tag teams you want to push, but they're all like in a back burner because there's a, one Hill tag team that's dominating the, the, the sphere. Yeah. So they have to find out ways in order for them to continue the momentum without going for the title. That's what they're doing with Viking Raiders. Because technically, they've been back and being vicious for a while to the point where they should be getting tag titles matches but they haven't so they have to find ways n to not make that happen it's, it's like mental gymnastics to yeah. prevent them getting to the Usos it is mental gymnastics and I just think that maybe a tournament wasn't the way to go about booking all of this you know it, like it's easy to kind of say in hindsight but I'm looking at how you want to get like Ricochet and Braun into this should have been there mix. they should have been in there for they, right. they, they could have done the whole storyline of Braun trying to team up with Ricochet for this tournament and then it happens not like oh we got this tag team and, and as we're going to get into the match the, the logic of them getting a little bye because yeah there was oh my god yeah okay yeah well, we might as well just yeah. get into this because they go to the back Sheamus and Drew go to the back and Adam Pierce is in the ring and he's talking with Hit Row and Hit Row are like hey bro just like they're forfeiting we mm. win right mm. we, we get to move on which is how this works that's how that would normally work. But Adam Pierce says, no, 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 not on my show. No one's going to get a free pass in this tournament. And then immediately gives a free pass to Braun Strowman and Ricochet, which is correctly pointed out by Wade Barrett on commentary. That was great. He says, why can't Hit Row get a buy into the final, but Ricochet and Braun Strowman can get a buy into the semifinal? Bingo. And Michael Cole says... Oh, Wade, why you got to bring logic into this? Why can't you just have fun? Why is the heel commentator the one making sense? I didn't know Wade Barrett was heel. I just feel like he was just a regular guy. Heel. No, he's just a regular guy that just has lax filter and he likes what he likes. Uh, I tend to agree with Wade more often than not. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. I've always gotten the sense that he's like the heel of... of the SmackDown crew. In, 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 I feel like he's heel in terms of to understand where he aligns, but he still gives props mm -hmm. where it's due to uh, quote-unquote baby faces. But I like the fact the way back didn't let up on the fact that it didn't make any sense that Ricochet and Braun get their way. It's, I think because Royal Rumble was, is, is today, they couldn't prolong mm -hmm. this. They're like, ah, just... Because it would have been like a tag team match sort of thing. Oh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman versus, I don't know, Alpha Academy or someone to, to take the spot. But it's just too long. Just give it to those two guys. They were backstage. They were ready. They were dressed. Again, I think you just don't book a tournament in this case. And Adam Pearce has got something against people of color, <laughs> right? It's, it's been instances where Lashley, Lashley gets like suspended. And then when Lesnar does something crazy or, or Solo Sokoa or whatever, or Roman Reigns gets mouthy to him, he's, he cowers down. And then Hit Row doesn't get a bye, but Braun Strowman gets a bye into the semifinals. What the heck is that all about, Adam Pearce? Your, your book is wonky, lopsided. 
We're on to you, Adam Pierce. Yeah. So this match doesn't go very long. Ricochet gets the shine, and then he's cut off when B Fab grabs his heat. Oh yeah, Braun Strowman and Ricochet are the the surprise mystery opponent. Oh yes, yes they are. Just in case we hadn't stated that clearly enough. No. Uh, yeah, B Fab grabs Ricochet's leg. Ashanti the Adonis hits a drop kick. The entire time, Michael Cole is just roasting Top Dollar. Why this match. would you do that? Top Dollar must have like pissed in his coffee or something like that. I don't know what he is must going have on freestyle here. on Michael yeah. Cole saying, uh, you know, J better than you slobber knuckle something like that and he, goes, he got mad he goes oh i'm gonna get you one day like it's been like a few weeks in a row now and top dollar last week like went up to him he was like keep running your mouth yeah i want to i want to see the payoff the payoff better be the michael go gets his ass whipped yeah i'm always down to see that but yeah this uh this match didn't go very long ricochet ends up making the hot tag to braun Strowman, and then ricochet hits a dive onto top dollar and braun Strowman just hits the power bomb on ashanti the adonis and wins the monster bomb they're going to the the finals of this really strangely booked tournament to face the the well we'll get to that oh dear sad we still have that match to discuss yes we do uh, this is where we had the Usos interrupting Kevin Owens and then getting kicked out of the building. And then we had maybe my favorite part of the show that, well, definitely my favorite part that didn't have any bloodline people in it, but you had LA Knight coming out to the old, old Fireflies, uh, Bray Wyatt music with this tiny little campfire lantern. So tiny. I died at this lantern. LA Knight is coming out ahead in this rivalry. I've been saying this for weeks, guys, like, for weeks. I, I'm really coming around on your viewpoint of LA yeah. Knight in, the, yeah, in this rivalry because I don't care about this spooky nonsense that's nope. going on elsewhere. Nope. I want to see LA Knight cutting funny promos on his opponents and making fun of their stupid entrance gear and stuff like that. And he did that, tears up the Bray Wyatt outfit and says, Bray... That outfit is your future at the Royal Rumble. When the lights go black, you're not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's making me laugh is he doesn't seem like he's in a feud with Bray Wyatt. This- he's just doing a, a wrestling promo. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's two guys. It's kind of like, there's a, there's a TV show. It calls, um, it's, it's something called Kevin. Uh, is it, I forgot the name of it. It's got the, the girl from um, um, Shit's Creek in it is about how um the husband is in a funny comedy while the wife is in a gritty oh, yeah. dark comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Bray Wyatt is in this gothic horror film while um LA Knight is in high school beating up a goth kid. <laughs> it, see, it feels like that, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. And, and respects to um, um, LA Knight not going for low-brow humor by putting on a chubby bodysuit because mm-hmm. I think that would have been in, in, in poor taste and I don't think LA, um, Bray would have been ha- happy with that. So he just basically did like a Halloween costume. He goes, I'm Bray Wyatt, cult leader, and here's my tiny little lantern. But yeah, he cut a great promo. Yeah, was over in Texas. Let, you know, that, that's what I'm happy about. It's like people starting to get with it. It's starting to see that LA Knight, despite people think he's miscast as the, being the first opponent for Bray Wyatt, he's got to shine. We've got to know him, know his motivations, and people are now getting behind it. I'm just hoping that the momentum won't get lost, that this is like the best thing that Bray, um, that LA Knight is going to get and he's not going to go anywhere afterwards. If people saying, oh, making money in the bank winner, as much as I'd like that to happen, I, I, I don't have faith in what they're going to do next with him. Bray's going to bray it. I mean, he's got Uncle Howdy and 
um, uh, Alexa Bliss and Wyatt Six formation, all the way to Summerslam, it feels, it feels like he's made. Mm. But I hope that LA Knight's momentum does not get lost. He's a guy they should run with because he's been doing well in his feud. It's been getting mixed. Also, what's been great is LA Knight's been the voice of the the, the, the detractors that don't like uh, Bray Wyatt. So it's been great on, on that all accounts. He is the voice of the voiceless. I I agree. And I think we talked about this last week where after we see the match, we can kind of judge how this rivalry and this storyline has actually been Mm. once we can take a step back and look at it in full. Yeah. I think it might even extend a little bit after that. And it, it, it starts with this, this match that they're having tonight, but I very much agree. Bray Wyatt is kind of a made man. They clearly have plans. There's things in the works for him. And if this was all a way to just do that and LA Knight was just a piece to help get to that point, Mm. I think it might be looked at as a disappointment. But if we can keep this momentum going for LA Knight after this, he wins this match maybe and goes on and has a real good run into WrestleMania with some sort of program that they can then spin this off of, I think people will look back on this a lot more fondly because of LA Knight's work here. You know what? It, it's crazy. If it was months ago saying, oh, do you think LA Knight could beat Bray Wyatt? I'd be like, no, he's just there. Just to f- mm-hmm. it's, it's like a, It was like, um, I feel like it's, it's two for the price of one. Let's establish a new character while also getting over the, the guy that's returned back. So it, was, it was seemed more of a win for him. Mm-hmm. It's his first feud. This is guy's first ever feud on the main roster. You have to pretend NXT didn't exist. We're seeing him for the second time. Max Dupree, hi. Uh, but I'm with you. There's a chance that Uncle Howdy could screw over Bray and LA Knight wins. Mm-hmm. But also I'm kind of scared of Uncle Howdy because he did already turn on Bray. So that wouldn't be shocking. He might actually just help Bray beat LA Knight. Listen, <laughs> I have no idea what this th- what this soda pop match is going to be. And no my- one does. It it's- might be ridiculous garbage and everyone might hate it, might get booed out of the building. I'm not. giving it a chance. Yes, yes. I'm giving it a chance. Yes. I didn't make this prediction because I wanted to give the people more things to tune into the stream and everything for. I okay. predicted Bray Wyatt was going to win, but mm. I think LA Knight's winning this match. Whose game is it? It's LA Knight's game. Yeah, LA Knight wins and then what loses next month, Elimination Chamber, and then Bray moves on. Oh, if, if LA, LA Knight wins and we move on. If LA Knight was a face, I would have I would kind of predicted uh, Bray Wyatt and LA Knight teaming up against... Uneasy Alliance against that's the Spooky a, that's Monsters. That's a really weird Uneasy Alliance. I it's, don't know if that works. Listen, but. in 99, Rock and Mankind made it work somehow from smashing each other with chairs and then this is your life. I mean, you would have predicted that. You never know. Strange bedfellow. Stranger things have happened in the world of WWE. Stranger things have happened. But yes, Bray Wyatt comes out and he does a, a little promo on his rocking chair. Basically just says at the Royal Rumble, you're going to get the man that you've been looking for. The Fiend? I don't oh, know, because when oh, he said that, no, because when he said that, because we've seen him go back to his old characters, but the one person we haven't seen, or the one entity we haven't seen is the Fiend. Well, what does the Fiend think of all of this? I have no idea. I have no idea what to expect. And also, Uncle Howdy was sitting up at a skybox somewhere. Anyway, Waving. we move on, because we got Imperium taking on Legato del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. I somehow managed to skip over talking about Imperium's match last week in with the Brawling Brutes oh. in the uh, in the SmackDown podcast. I don't know how I mentioned that or how I managed that. But this week, Imperium takes on Legato del Fantasma. And this was a fun little match. Not anything mind-blowing by any means, but 
I don't think Legato del Fantasma by any means have turned on or turned into baby faces as a full faction here. No. But they played the babyface role in this match. And I thought, I mean, they did that very well. They're high flyers. They do that style very well. They are exciting. And they had opportunity here to do some really cool stuff. Like Michael Cole was really blown away with Joaquin Wilde, like jumping through the ropes and doing the, 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 I don't, I always called it the pendulum kick. I don't know what people have always called it where like Kofi Kingston puts his, his ass on the middle rope and like swings back and does his, his legs into the person's face in the corner. Christian would do it too. He did it in this match. People know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, the, I call it a pendulum kick as well. Pendulum oh, nice. Kick. Yeah, The pendulum kick. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know things. I know wrestling. <laughs> well, uh, Joaquin Wilde did that in like a fluid motion, jumping through the ropes. It was really cool. He hit a top rope Hurricane Rana. That was really nice. And then Giovanni Vinci hit a top rope Gorilla Press Slam. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a flying, he's like flying FU. He just picked, yeah, him, he just picked him. him up and dropped him. And, and then he saw really his good. knee though. Yeah, I was worried that he had actually gotten hurt there because like it didn't play into anything. He just sold his knee, tagged Ludwig Kaiser, and they hit the Imperium bomb for the win. So the final is going to be Braun Strowman and Ricochet against Imperium. We'll see. I'm probably going to guess that Imperium is not going to win that match, but I could be wrong. Fine little match. Brought the second best match on the show, I would say. It but... was. I'm trying to remember because they, they they faced each other before. And did Ricochet and Braun win that one the last time they were in the ring together? I think that was when I was on vacation. When he, he was on vacation, so he didn't he didn't watch. I don't know. I, don't I, think, I think I think Braun and Ricochet did win. So I, I feel like maybe Imperium get the win back, but at the same time, Usos and Imperium would be a great match. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I could see them wanting to put Braun in the bloodline line view of mirror view because um, Roman and Braun has. Oh God! Seen each other I don't want. Ah, uh, no, 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 no! I don't like that. No, it, don't they like they that haven't seen all. each other in a while. I mean, you know, old rivals and all that kind of stuff. I'm not done with you. I don't like any of that. We're I lost my that. belt to you. Ooh. Who did he beat for Universal title? You know, Bray Wyatt, not Braun Strowman. Oh, Braun Strowman lost. To remember, Bray. Bray Wyatt had a one-week reign as Universal Champion that summer. I remember wrestling. We then had Sonya Deville interrupting Charlotte Flair's interview with Ryan Satin, and by Lol. interrupt, I mean walk into the room and then get escorted out, Lol. which really wasn't that dastardly. But apparently, the people at Fox were upset, and you can't piss them off. Because Adam Pierce is on the phone with the people at Fox, and Charlotte walks in. And it's like, listen, just give her a title match. We, I'll beat her, and we can move on from this. And they're gonna wrestle next week. Not at a Rumble. Nope. Got to got to conserve time. And that was the show. That was SmackDown this week. And again, we mentioned it off the top. I didn't think this episode of SmackDown was mind blowing. I think that there was some really interesting, fun bits of the Bloodline stuff. LA Knight really popped me with his promo, but otherwise, some fine wrestling. Nothing you need to go out of your way to see. Just a kind of by the numbers go home show. There's Brock Lesnar appearance. That's cool. And Zaylee's also going to be in the Royal Rumble too. I wrote. I forgot to write that one down. Yeah, she's in the Royal Rumble, and it's going to cause people pain. It's dangerous and also painful if you cross her. Yes, it, it is. She seems very dangerous, and it will be painful to cross her. Uh, but it's like it, it, it continued the theme of the WWE digital videos. People were just announcing. I think Adam Pearce given up on qualifying matches because <laughs> I kind of understood that if you're a main eventer, you're a former champion, you can declare it. But you got people that shouldn't declare Royal Rumble declaring. No offense to Sonya Deville, but she shouldn't be declaring anything. She should be earning her spot in the Rumble. But anyway, hey, who, what can you do? Yeah, doesn't make sense. It also doesn't make sense if it says digital exclusive and then they show it on TV anyway. That doesn't make it exclusive. Hey, who, what but can you do? 
Hey who, what can you do? get out of here though we have a few last minute patreon shout outs to do for our lovely pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk if you subscribe to the 25 dollar and above tier you get a custom wrestling nickname read out on a show just like this so a big shout out to the shmuel enigma main event sammy uso yeah return of the king tomo yeah lethal j craig yeah the overstepper James Nepper. And that's all of them. Thank you very much for your support over on Patreon. And we are going to be back later on today. And by we, I mean me and Luke, because you have got a jamble to prepare for. You yes. are going to win the Royal Jamble. Yes, I am. Not only am I going to win the Royal Jamble, this man here is going to get his championship back. House of the Black Mask. If you want to be part of the House of the Black Mask, you better get a black hoodie, a black hat, or a black cap. And you better show your allegiance to the man right here, Tempest. He's the man. Sa'i, I'm also the man. Drain the house of the black mask. Tonight you better sing it to Tempest, especially when he wins afterwards, because House of the Black Mask is taking over WrestleTalk in 2023. We're going on to WrestleJamia. In case you didn't see the stream yesterday, look at this graphic. This graphic with all the competitors of our fine Royal Jamble. You've got the shirtless Dan Layton, who won't be wearing a shirt for the Royal Rumble, so I'm told. You've got Abby, social media Abby, Andy Datsun, the wonderful Sat E. Niangi, the crazy Sullivan Bo Brown, Ollie Davis, Pete Quinnell, Laurie Blake, Adam Blompier, and of course, the one who's going to win it all, Sock Puppet Sullivan. What? JK, it's going to be sad. Yes! It's going to be more! It's going to be me! We're going to win it! It's going to be Blackamania! <laughs> And I think we'll go out on that one. Thank you, of course, for watching the Wrestle Talk podcast. We'll be back later on today with our live reactions of the Royal Rumble 2023. It's Royal Rumble Sat E Day. We love to see it. Until then, jam that jam. Take care. We will see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.